One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy story of teaching somebody to grow up by giving them some nuclear revenge. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my cousin had a habit of destroying stuff whenever she got mad. I smashed her MacBook in retaliation. My cousin is my maternal uncle's daughter. Her dad, my uncle, and her mom wanted a child and waited for seven years before they finally had her. They tried and failed so many times, but just as they were going to give up, they had my cousin. My mom's family is a closely knit one. She and her siblings were single-handedly raised by their mother, my grandmother. Nana had four children. My uncle was her first child and he had three sisters one of whom was my mother. Since our family was closely knit, we got to see one another nearly every holiday. My Nana's children all seemed to have gotten married to people who either didn't care that they spent virtually all the holidays with their spouse's family, or genuinely enjoyed my grandmother's cooking. Holidays were always fun at my grandmother's. The children always had an amazing time together, and so did the adults. There was always a lot of catching up to do, games to play, and so much to eat and drink. When my uncle and his wife had my cousin, I was just three. She's my Nana's last grandchild and the youngest in the family. Given the circumstances of her birth, everyone loved and pampered my cousin. My uncle was Nana's favorite, so my grandmother transferred the preferential treatment to her. Nana baked her cookies just as she liked them and would always knit the most beautiful clothing items for her. Her aunts also adored her because she was the answer to their collective prayers. Her mom was obsessed with her and she indulged her a lot growing up. Even her bad behavior was tolerated by the adults. I was a child at the time, but I still felt that there was something wrong with how my cousin was raised. My siblings and I discussed it privately many times. She was never held responsible for any error, she never did chores, and she was uncouth and rude to nearly everyone, both children and adults. Since her parents gave her whatever she wanted, we all prayed that she never liked our stuff because, if she did, all she had to do was cry and throw a tantrum, then we'd be forced by the adults around to just give her whatever it was that she wanted. If she liked a toy she saw with any of us, she cried until one of the adults made us give it to her. She was simply insufferable as a child, and all the other kids in our family did not like her. We avoided her, and the older kids were irritated by her presence. My feelings about her changed as we grew though. I started to like her. She was the closest relative to me in age and we had so many things in common. For instance, we were both cheerleaders in our respective schools. I was the closest to her in grade two. And we had a lot of fun whenever we got together during the holidays. Her parents still treated her as the golden child even though they went on to adopt a boy later on and she was no longer an only child. She got whatever it was that she wanted from her parents but her pouting and outbursts were not as obvious as they used to be when she was older. I also never got to see that side of her because we lived apart anyway. We only saw each other on special occasions like weddings, birthdays, and holidays. Still, we stayed in touch, sending emails back and forth. At some point, she started to call me her best friend. We were not just cousins, but close friends. We went to the same university, although I was already in my sophomore year when she came in as a freshman. Before she got into college, her dad had died, 
It was a sad time for the entire family when her dad died, but it also reduced the quality of their life after he was gone. Her dad did not have life insurance, and he also had debts to clear, so they had to move to a smaller house since they could no longer afford to pay the mortgage. My cousin became a shadow of herself. She was humbled by the situation with her family. We heard later that her mom cut her off. I remember my mom giving an elaborate speech about my late uncle and his wife creating a monster out of their daughter. My cousin and I were still friends in college, but we barely hung out to do anything. She was always busy with her job and schoolwork. When I graduated from college, I got a job in the same town I went to college in. Since my job paid well, I got a decent two-bedroom for myself. I didn't want to live with anyone, mostly because I wanted my privacy. I lived with different people for four years in college and wanted a break from that. One day, my mom called me to ask for a favor. She wanted me to bring my cousin who was already a senior in college to move in with me. She had accommodation issues and her mom was not speaking to her. I would have known about her accommodation issues before my mom knew, but my cousin and I stopped being so close in college. She was trying to find her feet, pay her bills and all that in school. I was more interested in meeting people and making friends. My parents also took care of my tuition, so I only ever worked for the fun of it. I wasn't skeptical about taking my cousin in at all. I didn't even consider it for too long. I told my mom to give her my phone number immediately. She called me later that evening and explained what had happened. When my mom said that she had accommodation issues, I assumed it was a financial issue. I figured my cousin could no longer afford to pay the rent where she lived. My roommates threw me out, she told me, her voice breaking down. I was surprised. Why? What happened? They just never liked me. I was not convinced that her roommates would throw her out just because they didn't like her, so I pressed further. While I was asking these questions, it wasn't that I was going to use them as any sort of metric to see if I could live with her or not. I didn't think for a second that even if she did something wrong to her former roommates, she would do it to me too. She told a long story about how her roommate tried to use the water heater, and how they got into a fight over it and the two tried to hit her. I can't remember what actually happened, but I remember thinking it was too silly to result in such a huge fight. I'm just worried about my safety, she said. You can move in whenever you want, I said to her. I'll clear out the guest room. When I said that, I thought she'd move in after a week or something close to that time frame. Surprisingly, she called me after work the next day to ask for my address. Hours later, she was at my house. While I wanted my privacy and had been happy living alone, I was still excited that my cousin was going to be living with me. Most of my friends from college had graduated and left town anyway. I looked forward to rekindling our friendship. The first red flag was my cousin's story about her former roommates. In all the stories she told about their numerous fights, she was clearly wrong, but somehow she was convinced that she was in the right. Sometimes I'd wondered if she was kidding. I didn't think someone could be that deluded. The day we had our first argument as roommates, I was crocheting a blanket while sitting on my beanbag couch. I'd been working on that blanket for nearly a year. I did it for fun and relaxation purposes. Crocheting and listening to music helped me relax. I was crocheting that day when my cousin came to me and started to rant about one of her professors rejecting an essay she wrote. I know he's only trying to bully me, it's not fair. I knew my cousin could be very unreasonable. She also got very mad and would just keep screaming whenever she was mad. 
You have to calm down, I said calmly, sitting up on the beanbag chair. You always tell me to calm down, she yelled at me. I was irritated. Oh, you don't want to calm down? Fine, stay hysterical. My cousin charged towards me and at that minute, I was sure that she was coming to hit me. But she didn't hit me. She yanked my blanket out of my hands, removed the pin and flung it away. I was shocked, and just as I tried to process what exactly was going on, she started to cry and apologize for her behavior. I think the poor girl is still traumatized by her dad's death, my mom said when I told her what had happened. I just rolled my eyes. Everyone in the family had always made excuses for her. Even my mom, who constantly judged her parents for spoiling her, would often try to prevent my cousin from taking the responsibility for her actions. Since she apologized profusely for her actions, I forgave her and allowed her to keep living in my house. The second time she destroyed stuff was when I made dinner one evening and we argued about her constant refusal to take care of the trash. I did it all the time and I was sick of doing it alone. While we were in the middle of the argument, she flung her plate of food away and it spilled all over the living room. She wasn't quick to apologize like the last time. She walked out and only returned later that night. I can no longer live with her, I told my mom that evening. I agree. When my cousin returned, she bent to clean up the mess she had made. I can no longer live with you, I said to her, wondering if she was going to break something else. I understand, she said quietly and kept cleaning. The next day, I went to work very early and didn't return until later in the night. My cousin came to my room to apologize properly for her behavior. She promised to consider therapy and said she would leave that weekend. I felt bad for her. Her father's death certainly traumatized her. On top of that, her mom had cut her off. She wasn't used to taking out the trash or doing anything at all, and it would take time for her to adjust to that life. I felt sorry for her and told her she could stay. But that cannot repeat itself, I warned. But it will never happen again, I promise you. I talked to a non-profit organization that my friend worked in to see if I could get her an affordable therapist since she couldn't afford to pay for a normal session. She kept postponing and making excuses just so that she won't talk to him. After that incident, she took up an extra job. She had to take the extra job alongside her usual job in school because she needed to buy a computer and wanted to save enough money for a good one. In the two months that she was working very hard, she was hardly ever around so we never had any kind of argument. She soon bought herself a MacBook. Naturally, I was happy for her. She had worked very hard to have been able to afford that. Everything was going well between us until one midnight. I went on a date with my coworker and he took me home. I asked if he wanted to come in for coffee and he accepted my offer. When he came in, we decided to watch a movie together. It was an old movie that we'd both seen, but we wanted to see it together. Three minutes after I put it on the TV, my cousin came in holding her head. Can you keep it down? She screamed and left. I was annoyed. My cousin was very rude, not just to me, but also to my guest. I followed her back to her room and asked why she was being so rude. I wondered why I asked anyway. She was rude to nearly everyone. Somehow she believed everyone had to move things around to make her comfortable. She was living in my house, free of charge, yet she tried many times to boss me around and dictate what goes where. You always stress me out, she yelled. You need to learn some manners. You don't just go about ordering people around, I said. She ignored me, so I returned to the living room. 
my date was already leaving, he didn't want trouble. I have to get up early anyway, he said. We said goodnight and I returned to the living room. This time, I deliberately increased the volume of the TV. I was already dozing off in front of the TV when a loud noise jolted me back to reality. My cousin had smashed the TV with a club that I'd long forgotten existed. I slowly walked into my room and went straight to bed. I had a presentation at work the next day and I wanted to do it with a clear head. As I dressed up for work in the morning, my cousin came into my room and was saying what sounded like an apology. I didn't care. I didn't even hear her. All I did was imagine. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The pleasure I'd get from smashing her MacBook soon. I ignored her and hurried off to work. When I returned from work, she wasn't back from her job. The broken TV was still there. I would look at it and laugh. I should have thrown my cousin out the first time she flung my crochet work. When she returned from work, she tried to talk to me again, but I ignored her. I went straight to her purse, picked out the MacBook, and smashed it on the floor. She watched in horror as I smashed her stuff and dared her to do anything about it. As if she was a small child, she threw herself on the floor and cried. I called my mom immediately to let her know what had happened. It was then my mom revealed to me that one of the reasons her mom had cut her off was because she would destroy things if she didn't get her way. Her mom indulged her for too long, but one day she got fed up and threw her out. I will never forget the shock on my cousin's face when I smashed her MacBook. People are always shocked when you mirror their actions. This kind of reminds me of the classic meme of like a news report where it attributes a quote to a man as saying something like, What are you going to do, slap me? And the citation says, Man who was slapped. You run around and be an awful person and break a lot of other people's things. You can't be too darn surprised when they give you the same. That said, our next story is teaching my brother to grow up. Having siblings can be one of the best things to happen to anyone. 
They're like an extension of you with their own thoughts and feelings, and that's almost magical. At the same time, they can be the absolute worst. Kind of like a shadow of all the bad decisions that you probably will never make because you witnessed them through it. In this thread, I'll be sharing a story about how I taught my thieving older brother a lesson about stealing. My brother and I are what people call Irish twins. Our parents were young hippies when they met, and barely three months later they eloped to Vegas to get married because they found out that my mom was already pregnant with me. Barely a month after I was born, my mother got pregnant with my little brother, and nine months later he was born. Right from birth, they raised us like we were twins, dressing us in similar clothes and gushing over us to people that didn't know us, as if we were actually twins. It also doesn't help that my brother was a much bigger child than I was, so he caught up to me pretty fast. Growing up, my brother and I were close. He was my best friend and confidant. We got into preschool together, and boy did we terrorize the heck out of our teachers. I was the calmer one, the one that lied on our behalf or got us out of trouble. My brother, I'll call him Mikey, was the brawn of the group. He did most of the dirty work, and at a point, it was as if he reveled in getting called out for misbehaving. As we got older, we still always got into mischief together, but I chose safer evils like fart bags on the teacher, or students' seats, and spilling disappearing ink on clothes. These were funny pranks that were basically harmless and would get a few chuckles at most. My brother, on the other hand, liked things that would make your eyes wide with shock. He would do things like unscrew the legs off of our metal desk chairs and watch people fall. Mikey was a good kid, so most of these pranks were done to bullies, mean kids, and people like that. Plus, Mikey was a really big kid by elementary school, and while we were about the same height, he weighed twice as much as I did. It was a nice thing he was doing for the kids, and I supported him. We played basketball, which was a huge sport, and so we were the jocks of the school and Mikey's whole bully buster thing gave us more popularity points. However, as we got older, my brother started to change. The change didn't fully begin until we had started to transition from middle school to high school. By this time, puberty had set in and while it remained evident that I would play basketball with my tall, lean frame, my brother got much wider and put on more weight and the coach told him that he was more a football natural. From there, we started to drift apart as our class and sports schedules clashed. The change bothered me because Mikey had been my only friend all my life, and while he found it easier to make new friends, I was painfully awkward. I was happy for him nevertheless, because he seemed to be thriving. The guys on the football team were jerks. A lot of them were the kids in elementary schools that Mikey and I busted for picking on smaller kids. I didn't like that they were in such close proximity with my brother, but then again, I trusted him to make the right decisions. It turns out I was so wrong to trust him, because he not only started hanging out with the wrong crowd, and soon enough, he began leading them. He was the loudest amongst them all, disrespecting teachers and female students more than anything else. That was the basis of our first fight, and thankfully I was able to pin him down and punch some sense into him, or at least I thought I did. After the conversation and the fight, my brother mellowed down a bit and I thought our relationship was getting better, until he disappeared for a couple of days. Our parents, like I said, were hippies and they were barely around us, so they almost had no idea about what was going on in our lives. 
When my brother returned, I heard some rumors that around that he started stealing. I didn't want to believe it, but the crowd he kept were notorious for all of these things. They were used to doing these things, and they taught him to do it until he became better than them and basically became their leader. At first it was small things like candy, and small pieces of things like snacks from the corner store. Semi-harmless things. I didn't want to speak about it because I believed that it was a phase that would soon pass. It didn't, because I started to notice him stealing things to and from the house. He got a girlfriend soon and all I heard in the school hallways was how he got her gifts daily, and they weren't small, inexpensive things either. Expensive clothes, jewelry, and shoes. Soon enough, he was stealing bigger things like whole gaming consoles and people's wallets. I tried to talk to him about it, but he brushed me off and said that he needed the money. We didn't exactly come from a home with a lot of money, but our parents made sure we always had a full fridge, new clothes and shoes when we needed, and a few luxuries like an allowance, video games, and a shed to explore whatever fun crafts we decided on. We had more than most kids we knew, so I didn't understand what more he could need in high school, where he has no responsibilities. I told myself that there was some way to save my brother and that he wasn't completely lost to the world. I believed it too, until teachers and students alike started pulling me to the corner and expressing their concerns, not just for their brother but for me as well. Sure, we looked different. He had long hair and looked as if he carried heavy things for a living, while my hair was a little higher than a buzz cut and I had to bend my head to enter nearly every room I stepped into. But we were brothers, and that meant our facial resemblance was there. I decided to stay out of my brother's life after we had a second fight where I caught him stealing our parents' figurines to sell. This didn't really keep a lot of things, but our mother loved her figurines, and our dad didn't hesitate to gift her one every time. With that, she had built a collection and was very happy with it. I tried to talk him out of it as calmly as possible, but he just got mad and punched me in my face. Of course, he didn't walk away unscathed, but I couldn't believe that he had tried to steal from our parents. That night, I moved out from our shared room and into the attic, making sure that all my things were accounted for and moving around with keys. We didn't have any other interaction until he stole from me. I caught him red-handed in the act. I worked at a tech store, and they'd been teaching me to fix things like phones and laptops. Our basketball coach, who was the one that got me the job, was very supportive and he handed me his daughter's old laptop to practice fixing it. I had successfully done it over the weekend and was waiting for the next school week so that I could give it back. I used the shed as a workshop and locked it and went away to practice. Mikey had a key, so he opened it, went in and picked up the laptop. I caught him on my way back from practice in an alleyway. I would have had no idea if the laptop wasn't still packaged in the same yellow plastic bag that I put it in before. I took it back from him in silence, but I was furious and felt betrayed. I knew that I had to do something to teach him a lesson and make him realize the gravity of his actions. Stealing was a little too serious for him to be doing too casually. I decided to take matters into my own hands and with the help of his football coach and my basketball coach, I set a trap for him. I borrowed my coach's expensive watch and left it in plain sight because I knew that he wouldn't be able to resist stealing it. Sure enough, a few days later, the watch went missing. I waited for my brother to try and sell it 
and then I pounced. I posed as the buyer and arranged to meet him in person. When I arrived at the meeting place with about three other burly men, I saw my brother waiting there. He was shocked to see me and tried to play it cool, but I could see the guilt written all over his face. I confronted him and asked why he would steal from me, his own brother. He tried giving me excuses, but I wasn't having it. I told him that I was going to teach him a lesson and make sure that he never stole from anyone again. All my friends, which included the coach's brother, a martial arts instructor who had offered to help me with my plan, a high school senior that my brother had stolen from, and his girlfriend's older brother, trapped Mikey in a circle and they gave him a brutal lesson in self-defense, showing him how it felt to be on the receiving end of a violent attack. My brother was left beat up and bruised in the middle of the street while I went home. A few hours later, I heard him come into the house and I could swear that I heard him cry. I hoped that he'd learned his lesson, but there was really no way to know because I refused to speak to him for almost two weeks after that. Until he cornered me in school after practice and he asked my forgiveness and promised that he realized how much he messed up and would fix things up. In the months that followed, Mikey got a job and started paying back the people he had stolen from. His coach also made him volunteer at a local charity to make up for his past actions. I was proud of him for taking responsibility for his actions and making things right. Our relationship started to mend and I felt like I had my brother back. Looking back, I know that what I did was extreme and violent. I don't condone violence as a means of solving problems and I know there are better ways to deal with theft and other crimes. However, at the time, I was consumed by anger and a desire to teach my brother a lesson. I know that what I did was not the right way to handle the situation, and I regret the pain that I caused my brother, but I am glad that things switched around for the better. I just graduated high school and plan to work one more year before college, but Mikey had to stay back at class because his grades were so bad. We were going to be getting into our respective colleges at the same time. He had a sports scholarship, just like me, and I was just really proud of him. I think this really just highlights how, when you're growing up, if you get in with a bad crowd, it can really just kind of derail your whole life. Sometimes people need crazy wake-up calls like this, and I'm glad it seems that it worked out. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.